That's Richard's part. There it is. as it needs to be and I don't think it's because of the mu musicians it's us so it's again sis
Okay. I hear someone that's a little bit low. So let's all practice just singing the praise. Okay. So it's praise. Everybody get up there. Praise. Okay. Praise the Lord of my soul. Make it smooth. Praise the Lord of my soul. I won't be quiet. I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it inside? I won't. I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it inside? Praise. Praise the Lord of my soul. Okay, everybody's singing that. Nobody's flipping into her part except for Callan, okay? Any questions on that? I have a question. On the, br- on the, the bridge. The bridge. When you, on this line, when it ends in grave, and this one, did you go up some? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll praise because you're sovereign. Praise because you reign. Praise because you rose and defeated the grave. It's like, you know that song with you, I am who I am? Because yeah. every time you go up, when you say it, that's what you're doing on this bridge. So those three lines, you'll there, you move up on the second line, move up third line, come back down from the first, second. So you're doing that each time. Yeah, it's, let's just do the bridge one more time. It's okay. You're not complicated. It was, we realized it on Sunday. Okay. I'll praise cause you're sovereign. Praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I'll praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you. I'll praise cause you're sovereign. Praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. Praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Praise cause you're sovereign. Praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. Praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you. So we're going to do throne room going into a holy ground.
So sing alto spark. I'm going to sing over you and you sing alto spark because y'all are going to do the weird. I forgot about this. Okay. We are standing on
reason to praise this morning. He put breath in your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Wanda Eaton, Brother Mike Ushery, Joanne Fryer, Floyd Elmore, Francis Batson, Tobias Gonzalez, Glenn Perry, Brother Dickey, Sharon Crawford, Sister Singh Hood, and Brother Sister Carnline. That God that is not done working is everywhere always. And he's the same God for you that he is for me, for Brother Cody Newberry, for Gavin, for every single one of us, he's the same God. But it's funny that when we get the attention of that God is when we decide to get bigger than ourselves is when we decide to not be Sterling Bertrand, but to decide to fully take up that name of Jesus Christ that he's brought us out of sin with. Whenever we fully admit to being a child of God and we get a little bit bigger than ourselves, that's when God truly activates. The reason I know this is because it says the greatest among these is a servant. So whenever we decide by the way, when Brother Mike Ushery's name came up on that, that list, it, it just brought tears to my eyes because I cannot think of a more servant of God. I cannot think of someone who has dedicated more servitude to God than Brother Mike Ushery. And I thank you for that, Brother Mike Ushery. If you're here today or if you're watching online, I know he probably is. Yeah, for sure. But that's when God decides to step in our situations when we say, God, I, Sterling Birchinal, can't do what you're able to do. 
I, Sterling Birchnell, can't take on the problems that you're putting, that I'm facing in my life. And we finally decide to say, God, your will be done. Not mine, but your will be done. That's when the God of Daniel steps in our situations. And he says, I see you decided to get bigger than yourself. I see you decided to commit to me. And that's when our God decides to step in our situations. And so whenever we say this this front is open and our ministers are anointing you with oil, it's not to throw shame. Trust me, none of us are perfect. Not a single one of us in here, not even pastor. I think he's got a good chance, but not even him. But whenever we decide to do that, we decide to take a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. And we decide to say, God, I'm not perfect. We already know this. And so, God, I'm giving it over to you. Even if it's a small financial problem, Jesus, I'm giving it over to you. So if you would like to, I would urge you to, if you have any sort of need that you would like to bring forward to God, or even if you would just like to simply get in touch with Him again, or for the first time, I urge you to step forward and step out in faith and decide to be a part of something greater than yourself. Jesus, Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you so much. Lord, for the amount of times that you've brought each and every single one of us through the fire, through the amount of times that, God, we've been faced with a decision and you showed up in the final hour and you made a way for you to get the glory, for you to be the outlet. Jesus, I pray that above all that we would be servants to you and that your will would be done in our lives and not our own. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and everything you will do. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every single mind here today. And I claim victory over each and every single spirit that would dare try and stand against your children. In your great name, amen.
This time we're gonna let you know some announcements of what's going on and we're gonna take our tithes and our offering. Sterling talked about an active God. And I'm glad that we serve an active God and then to serve an active God, I believe we need to be an active church as well. And I believe that and I'm excited that we are because reading these announcements of what's going on and knowing that today is Water Gun Sunday in Children's Church. And it's, and it's also Pastor Meyer's birthday celebration tonight. Yes. I don't know if it's a coincidence with the water guns, but just keep an eye out. Keep your head on a swivel. Uh, but also today is our NAYC money. If you have not turned in your full balance, it is due today. So if you don't have it this morning, give it to me tonight. Uh, you can also pay on push pay if you want to do that. Um, like we said today in Children's Church, if you see some little kids running around with some water guns, it is Water Gun Sunday. And then tonight after service, we'll be having our Pastor Myers' birthday celebration. So we want to be there to celebrate. It's going to be a great time. Also, we have the uh, Ladies United Fellowship is going to be postponed. So keep an eye out for that. And then also this coming week on the 25th, bright and early, at 4 a.m., the youth is headed out to St. Louis for NAYC. This is going to be a phenomenal trip. We are so excited. Thank you, everybody, who made it possible for us to be able to go driving your kids around and everything like that. We're going to have a great time. So be praying for our kids as we go for safe travels and also to receive what we need to receive on this trip. And we'll be coming back on the 29th. And then on the 30th, we have Jeremy and Jamin Hart. They will be ministering. They are phenomenal. If you have not seen them through preaching and through song, they are phenomenal. You don't want to miss that. That is on the 30th. And also on the 30th, our mission pledge is due. And then also, if you are going on the Branson bus trip, please turn in your $100 deposit soon, now. And so, and now we will, if the ushers could come, we're going to take our tithes and our offering. Father, Thank you for what we've already felt in this place this morning. And God, I pray that we don't let your spirit just continue to move on by. But God, I pray that we grab a hold of what you have in store for us. That we create an atmosphere that's pleasing to you. And God, I pray that you bless what's given and you bless the giver and anoint the word as it's preached today. In Jesus' name, amen.
Jesus from the mountains.
try to imagine the picture of David facing Goliath and all of the other people scared to death that was supposedly on his side and they were afraid to go and so when I think of those kind of things I think how preposterous to the human mind how uncalibrated to the daily thinking of humanity. And when I think of the Word of God that is capable and we are trusting in that Word to take us not only through this part of life but through the graveyard and then ascend into a heavenly body. Those are enormous thoughts. They have become religious thoughts. And so it's, it's like, well, if you go, I know I'm going. Because I see your weaknesses and I see your shortcomings. And, and so people judge themselves among themselves, which the Bible said, don't do that. Judge yourself as the ability to overcome every weak or deficit point in your life. So he says, study then to show yourself approved of God. So he keeps personalizing it. Study to show yourself. When you face a Goliath, you know in whom I have believed, Paul said. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him, my life. And if he can't take care of you here and keep you in peace and 
joy and righteousness. Forget the heaven thing. Because he said, we are here together in heavenly places. And one of the things that I want us to realize is that, Brother Dickey, I'm going to pull you right out of the crowd right now because I want you to know this. totally convinced that God is using you as a tremendous living letter to a lot of people that are suffering. And I watch you and I listen to your faith and I listen to your wife's faith. And you can't help but have a lot of tears with that because we sorrow with those that sorrow and we weep with those that weep. And so the book gives revelation to all of that but what I know is this that God doesn't waste pain life on any level and you're a living letter you and your wife and I I can't know which one's the the strongest because (laughs) she's right there with you and I I watch that and and so I, I want you to know that publicly we all are working the work of God together with you for whatever illumination you're sharing with the world in hurt. Because I felt the enormous pain this morning as I was thinking about you. And and perhaps some of the message today is involved in that. Uh, I want Brother Darren to stand up and read a scripture a little little before we move into the deeper end of the pool. Hold on just a minute. Can y'all hear him? He's got a loud enough voice to get through to his wife. This is at Romans 8 and 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Is that an awesome truth? I reckon that the sufferings of this present time can't even be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed. All of those frustrations you're having about all the spiritual economy or the spiritual deficit in the economy All of those things are going to be overcome. And as we walk with him and we share each other's burdens and sorrows and passions, and I am totally confident that the Lord is taking the UPC of Paris people and helping us to help this entire county that will spread across other county lines. And if you think that that little prayer thing that started in the colleges uh, is phenomenal, he said the half has never yet been told. You and I have no idea as to how powerful this gospel that is going to reach the whole world is really working. And so I encourage us to be aware 
that we are not just citizens of the USA and that we are not just blessed with physical riches. The riches of God are so superlative. And uh, you are helping to raise up uh, so many young people that are so dedicated and they are not trying to hurry up and do it. They're just doing it. And I don't know where in the world we allowed the enemy to think we've got to be spiritual adults after the first three or four years going to the house of God. If it took Jesus 33 and a half years to get the message across, I wouldn't worry about your 70. But I would worry about letting carnality rob spirituality. So, today I, I want us to talk about some things that I think that God has uh, imposed on my heart and uh, I, I want to quote the scripture you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you uh, I wish you'd just whisper it to yourself me because he personalizes it with that very scripture and then in the writings of Ephesians I mean I don't know if, if we really don't think about it or whatever. But, you know, Paul was killing Christians that wrote this. Now, if we're going to believe him, we ought to believe the word that is consistently kept by the Lord. The world wants to get rid of this stuff. And they have paraphrased it and tried to water it down to where you take one scripture and suddenly you're ready to go to heaven. That's not true. It is a truth that you can go and that by serving God you will go. But I wouldn't play games with my forever. People are not minding divorcing each other just over simple situations. Why would we not be concerned about separating ourselves from liars and fornicators and adulterers and all that's going on? It ought to be a genuine thrill to look across the fence and know that you are in a courtroom with the king, but that you care about the peasants. I don't call them peasants for a put down, but peasants are people that don't have what they really would like to have. And so we're, we're looking at a generation that uh, is trying to rush this whole show when the Lord said, in your patience, you possess your soul. So Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus, and he uses the term, Finally, and this is in uh, the sixth chapter of Ephesians, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then he tightens the setting. Put on the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, I personally, based on the Bible, believe that if you're not born again, you can't inherit these kind of truths that work in your life. Now, if God has a different plan, I'm going to serve God because the book said, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. So I'm not just like in outer space with the idea. So he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Mother and dad, brother, sister, if you care about anybody, this is what we ought to be doing. If you care about your neighbor, this is what we ought to be doing. And nobody minds having more money than their neighbor. And if a neighbor's looking across the fence all the time at all the goodies that we own and have, and we have so many wonderful things, but we are going to share the gospel through a lot of different ways and a lot of different means. And hopefully we're doing a good job of it, at least in some areas. So, verse 12, Father, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, and one of my Bible college teachers always said, when you see that word wherefore, look there what it's there for. Take unto you the whole, somebody say whole, armor of God, that you might be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then he gets on that word stand again. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith where you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And so that puts faith in a perspective of both defense and offense. You're not unavailable uh, or you're not so vulnerable when you have the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And he's uh, making this very simple in physical terms, but it's all those little nagging thoughts that come to your mind, so-and-so don't must not like me. They hadn't hugged my neck or smiled or called me. And those little nagging, fiery darts that come. When your wife forgets to do this or your husband forgets to do this, those little fiery darts that ignite, oh, I could just twist his ear off. Somebody say fiery darts. This is directly connected to the blood because the life of the flesh is in the blood. And the blood cleanseth us from all of these wicked things that are happening. 
And so you don't go on su suggestions or thoughts that come to you unless you align them with this word. And then, uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you don't start trying to ally yourself with a friend and say, what, what do you think about so-and-so? Uh, you, know, uh, you know, last time I looked at her, she didn't even smile. He said, go to them and see if you can get a smile out of them. You don't ask them, hey, you doing stupid lately? Or make them feel that way? You just go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear, the Bible said. And let them feel your strength immediately. And so, uh, I, I don't know, the, the teaching's not going to get a whole lot better than this today. It's just directly out of the Word of God. And so, when as we near the end of this whole show and the journey, we need to make sure that we are truly studying the Word and not just reading it and going through the pantry, you know, and getting out of the, the sweets and the stuff we like out of the pantry or the fridge. You know, I find myself every now and then sneaking in that fridge. And, and while the family's busy, I get that last piece of pie. I know none of y'all do that, but I, I'm just confessing today. It's easy before somebody else can get it to want it myself. So I'm encouraging us to do the study thing and pray over this stuff because it's not, I've tried to, I mean, I think God has done it, but I have tried to convey it to you that Gideon started off with 32,000 and he wound up with 300 out of the 32,000. I've asked several of our preachers, I said, what do y'all think home missions would think if we started a church down here in Texas and we had a crowd of 32,000 and all of a sudden, a few weeks later, we only got 300 left. What do you think the home missions department's going to think? Brother Dickie, what do you think the home mission department's going to think? And preaching's gone down, down there. That's what they're going to blame it on. They're going to blame it on somebody not telling the truth. Because if you get 32,000 and it goes from there downhill, we get disencouraged. That wasn't so with God. He said, whether by many or by few, I'm going to have a church. Whether by many or few, I am going to be the victory. Whether by many or by few, I'm going to have a, whole, a, a heaven where people that really desire me, not desire what I can give them, desire me I want them to love me with all their heart soul mind and strength and if they don't choose to do that they got a place and you know I've tried to tell you Luke 16 hell may not be as bad as you think you can still listen remember all the good times down here doing all the lying you want all the hating you want all the jealousy you want I mean you can still have all that that's what happened in Luke 16. God has hid nothing. There is not one thing that God has hid. But the other side of it is serve the Lord with gladness. Praise his name. Glorify him in your body. 
magnify him in your worship. Praise ye the Lord. What a joyful opportunity that is set before us, and your husband can't take it away from you, and your husband can't give it to you. But the angels of God, hallelujah, I'm about to have a Holy Ghost breakthrough right now. The angels of God are all over this place right now. You can't see them, but they're watching your heart. They're watching your pulse. They're watching your thought patterns, and they're waiting to bless you according to your alignment with the one who gave everybody life and where all wisdom comes from and where all glory comes from. And that's why he said, be ye my disciples. Follow me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, because as you unify yourself in his word his spirit there is nothing impossible and all things become possible those are super things that come out of the word of God but your flesh will rise up with those little fiery darts and say God must not love you and God must not care and and then the church family hasn't called you last week and how many did you call because he said We are the ones to start it. And when people realize that we open our door, they are willing to come in our door. And so I know this is a strong lesson, but I am here because freedom is not free. He came in sin. The book said God became sin that we through him might get rid of sin. Well, that is huge. He never did sin, even though he became a physical entity and was subject to all wickedness, idolatry, and everything else. But in him was no sin. But he became a physical body that was uh, had an antenna that pulled in every lust, every desire, Everything you go through, he felt it all. He was tempted in all points. I wish you'd turn to your neighbor and say, you're not as bad as you think you are. You're not near as bad as you've put yourself down to be. You are made in the image of victory. You are created in the image of perfect success. You may be ugly as homemade sin. But they're going to have to unify with you if they want to go to heaven. That's how I got in on this. My my dad said, son, when you were born, your whole face just came to a point. Well, I knew what party he was talking about. Yeah, I had a guy walk up to me one day and said, son, I know it, it was actually my teacher in the ninth grade. He said, Robert Meyer, if I had a nickel, a, a, a nose at, that could hold as many nickels as yours could hold, I'd be a rich man. He said that to the class. I kept sort of feeling as if it a few up there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real life. There's a real God. There's a real hell. And if you hadn't felt hell, 
you are missing out. If you have felt hell, you ought to be looking for a heaven. I said if you have felt hell a little bit, it's not going to be mixed with mercy in that generation. It's not going to be mixed with love in that generation. Right now, you can turn around and feel a little love, find somebody, feel a little mercy for somebody, somebody that will forgive you a little bit. But I'm telling you that every sin will rise up that's not under the blood of Jesus. And if that's not true, don't you ever worry about a heaven or hell because you're just going to die and that's going to be the end of it. But what we know is that everybody that's already died that's in our in our general vicinity we still remember their voice sounds like old mama sounds like old dad hello wake up the life don't stop just because they disappear I can still hear mother saying over me at night God keep your hand on my boy she's not dead my dad unloosed that 56-inch belt and said, Son, I'm doing this because I love you. And I said, Dad, I wish I could love you back. Come on, folks, it's real. It's not about going to a little crusade for 45 minutes at a house called the house of God. It's getting in touch with the captain of our salvation. It's the preaching of the word of God that's going to elevate our faith so that no weapon formed against us can prosper. I'm not here to go through some catechism or some routine. I am here to feed the bread of life. I am here to cut out all the cancer that's eating up our minds and saying I don't know if I can make it I don't know if I can overcome I don't know if I can get with it and I don't know about so and so forget all that you better get in the mirror and look unto Jesus and say God talk to me God preach to me God lead me God feed me God help me why don't we pray right now You can feel free to stand. You can feel free to cry out aloud. Our world needs us to walk out of here today with a fresh realization. I am the church. I didn't go to the house of God. I mean, to the house of God to call it a church. I am the church. I am the body of Christ. I go to the house of God because I want to be washed. I want to be cleansed. And I want more education. And I want more exhilaration. And I want more freedom. Father, we're crying out to you. Not only for the sake of our personal life, but our family, my wife, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids, my neighbors. We are not going out of here empty-handed. We're going to walk out of here with bread today in our hands, our heart, our voice, our mind. Let's just thank him in a good way. He's watching. His angels are watching. That's it. Clap your hands, all you people, he said. That's a great one to start with. Praise his name with a loud voice. That's another one to start with. Hallelujah to the lamb. Hallelujah to the lion. Hallelujah to the glory of the resurrection. Hallelujah to the coming of the Messiah. Hallelujah to the reading of the word and the, and the living of the word. Hallelujah. 
rule you means I surrender everything. So freedom was not free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Somewhere in the mix of all that is going on. Now, did that little deal come up? Okay, that's okay. All it is is a lion trying to eat somebody alive. That's all I had on the transparency today, and I didn't obviously do a good job of getting that out where I need to. <clears throat> Somewhere in the mix of all that's going on, we are going to and will sense the freedom of some incarcerated in the Old and the New Testament. Inwardly is where the freedom lives. People look at you sitting on the side of the road and you got a flat tire and you don't have a spare and you don't have a jack and nobody to go your bail. And they go by and say, poor old so-and-so. How pitiful it must be. Well, did you ever think about going back and helping him? Or did you ever think about wishing they would have come back and helped us? Because spiritual poverty is prevailing in our world. So he said, go ye. First of all, he says, come out so you can get what you need. And then go ye into all the world, teaching them. And so what has happened is the enemy, he doesn't care how he does it. So what happens if we're not real careful, we wind up trying to teach them how to get the Holy Ghost but not how to live a life. So they get the car in their, par in their, in their driveway. Uh, let's use the car as sort of an example of, of getting the Holy Ghost. They, but, but nobody educated them how to use it. I've seen some of them in Paris. The reason I know, they don't drive good. You don't want to be on the highway, particularly if their spirit is high on alcoholism. Or hate, because they could care less if they run over you. And you have got a factory full of people that greed and lust. And so now we're having homes disintegrated by some cool dude or some beautiful lady that's working on the job and then jealousy rises up like crazy in the family and all of a sudden the realistic thing is happening and that is multiple divorces and so when that didn't work fast enough and fierce enough now it's sodomy we must awaken Paul said it to the church at Rome, it's high time to awaken because the Roman church had come under the powers of darkness and they could do things that were should not being done. Every one of those churches from Romans all the way to Jude, the young preachers, Peter and John, and all of them, Paul came in and writing came in to help them to torque their muscles 
in, invade their mind and create a level of purity through their spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about how high you can jump and how fast you can talk in tongues. That's why I have tried to help you to read 1 Corinthians 13, the first three verses identify all of the 360 religious systems in our world. I'm not going to sit home and let it happen. I am reading everything I can to see why in the world we are so dizzy when we have a straight and a narrow highway to walk down and look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of a faith that would invade every uh, promise and every truth and every power and it don't happen overnight you can't go from uh, 10 pounds as a baby and all of a sudden wind up being a, uh, I was trying to find somebody that has weighed lately stand up and say that brother little holy Kosamoski I wish I would have never got there, but I know that feeling. Ladies and gentlemen, we must weigh in at the, car, at the cross. We've got to weigh ourselves. Am I willing to die for my, my wife, my husband? Am I willing to die to all of those lust of the flesh and the pride of life and the lust of the eye? Am I willing to have more in my house than God in my heart? Am I willing to have more equities out yonder than I am have equities in my ability to help give my children what they need or my wife or husband what they need when they need it. Now, that doesn't mean every time they want it. Don't let your mind wander too far right now. It's needs. And that is the fruit of the Spirit. And the other need is to get rid of the works of the flesh. Those are simple things to read. But they are enormous for the spiritual economy of your life, a life that's totally free. You don't worry if you get a bill in the mail, if you've got equities that can more than take care of it. You don't worry about a challenge in life when you have equities in the heavens. You have stored up resources in the heavens and that's how the angels that have heard your prayer and all the prayers you've prayed are recorded and the ones you just uh, uh, quoted and you didn't have any spirit with it. All you did was just quote a bunch of stuff. It, the spirit's got to get going. It, it's got to be a passion. It's got to be a faith. It's got to be a, 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 a God, this is what I really want, not a subpoena. God, I, I need some angels down here to make my, my husband believe that I am going to leave him if he don't shape up or he's going to ship out. No, God helped me to be what I need to be to make them want to be what they need to be.
am, am I doing any good at all? Like, I, I've gotten several. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this thing's about over. Looking at some of those gray heads out there and some heads that are slick. Ladies and gentlemen, all you got to do is look in that mirror and see this thing's about over for some of us. Um, you know, I've told you I want to. Uh, Leo Biscaglia was one of the greatest orators and 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 writers, and uh, he, he 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 didn't even have the Holy Ghost, as far as I know, but he wrote some great material that has to do with this earth. But he one of his great claims was. I've told my wife, I can't wait to dance with her when we get to be a hundred. And, and that always, it just set something off in me. And I thought, I don't know if Donna can last that long, but man. <laughs> and don't you tell her. She doesn't necessarily like me using her name a lot here. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. When you read that word strengthen there, it has to do with more than just having something over yonder. Strengthen means I can take advantage of strength and lift those loads that hell is trying to drop off in my brain and put them over there where they belong with him. I'm not going to carry a bunch of weight around that I don't have to. And so the Spirit maketh us alive and strengthens us, and that's why Acts 1 and 8 says, You shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you start doubling up. Uh-oh. Mix two. I did it. It says mix two. The truth is that one there goes on the mixture board. Ladies and gentlemen, this ought to be one of the greatest days of our life. We are going to be able to take the heavy loads and move them where they belong. And we're going to walk uprightly and eschew evil. And we're not going to be, oh, my God, I tell you what, every time I turn around, somebody doing something to get me all out of balance. What? Why are you letting them rule your emotions? Why are you letting any driver rule your life? You got a wife, you got a husband, you got kids, you got mothers, you got dads. I don't care if you do trip. Regroup, renew. 
I don't care how many people didn't look at you right yesterday. I don't care how many things went wrong yesterday. Renew, regroup. That's why the Bible said you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. It's not about getting the Holy Ghost. It's about learning how to use the Holy Ghost in order to be able to overcome every deficit, to rise above everything that's trying to trip you up, mess you up in your brain, in your heart, your emotions, your life, or your home, or your city or your job or wherever you are I'm here to tell you greater things than these shall you do because I'm going to ascend on high and I'm going to send you with a comforter the comforter the Holy Ghost it's going to comfort you in every problem it's going to comfort you in every weakness it's going to comfort you in every dark day it's going to comfort you in the day of death and you're going to find out there is joy in me I don't have to wait for a physician I've got a God I've got a spirit I've got a truth I wish somebody stand and praise his name he loves it you're not praising the preaching you're praising Jesus right now he's an everlasting God he is an everlasting father oh hallelujah now I don't want to nod. You, you, you don't, I don't want to nod. Nobody needs to run the aisles over this. But all things work together for the good to them that are called according to His purpose. I want you to think about that a minute. All things work together. For the good, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are spiritually discerned. So, Brother Tanner, we are so glad to have you here, and I know you love helping me, so. See, how many of y'all remember his granddaddy? How many of you may even remember old brother Mark? Wasn't that your great granddaddy? Mark Malone? Was he your great uncle? It's too far too far up the group <laughs> the group. You don't even have a picture of him? Huh. We'll try to get you one. You got ancestry up yonder, son. Okay, so we walk together, and Brother Cody is about to stick his leg out, but you're not going to know it. He's going to be at that end of the bench, and, and you're just going to be walking along with Jesus and looking up to the author. I don't know about you, but I've been tripped up before with some stuff. I've been tripped up with just teaching and preaching and stuff that's so far above my head that I thought, man, I see a future. There's a lot of things that'll trip up, trip you up, but you don't stay down. This guy just won't stay down.
Many are the temptations of the righteous. The rest of them just crawl wherever they go. And they look around and say, well, dear God, I don't know how in the world those guys got all that. God looks like blessing them greater than me. Well, get up. And then they're going to look up to you and say, man, he don't even have enough uh, this and that and the other, but he is so full of joy, I'd give up my stuff to have the joy he has, the wife uh, that tr treats him so nice, and those kids that they're raising. <clears throat> Man, you got it going. Don't tell them what all you're going to have before this thing's over. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about just today. I've got a tomorrow out there somewhere if, if my history is going like it is normal. And I'm telling you that right now I'm not looking just to get out the door so I can go eat. I am looking to author and the finisher of this whole corroboration that life is going to be somewhere way beyond that graveyard out yonder. And great peace have they who love that realization and they have joy in their life and yes they do come to tears when they have cancerous friends or a friend or a husband or a wife that's got sickness and disease and all of that yes we cry weeping is right weeping endureth for all, all, all people but ladies let me tell you the joy is coming in the morning I'm here to tell you you're gonna have the victory when you live in Christ and you walk in the holiness of God and the righteousness of God and the peace of God. There is no weapon formed against you. I mentioned that Wednesday night and I'm going to keep drilling it in. You don't have to live in deficit. You can live in victory. I don't care what cancer does. I don't care what the cross does. There's a resurrection and it's the Holy Ghost Christ in you. The hope of glory. Is there any questions so far? I've already finished a third of this. And we're not, I'm not staying for the whole show. I'm going to take it with me and come back next week. If y'all here, we get some more bread on the table. But right now, I think we ought to pray just where we're seated. Then we're going to have an altar call. If there's anybody here that has not been filled with the Holy Ghost, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And the writer said, I will rejoice and be exceeding glad to think that you can have Christ in you. I'm not talking about just talking in tongues. In, in our generation, they're, they're, they're teaching people how to talk in tongues, but the people have not surrendered their whole life. You surrender your life to have the fullness of the Spirit of God in your life. Talking in tongues is the sign that you did these signs shall follow them that believe they shall speak with new tongues that's straight out of your bible not like some little pentecostal catechism it's in your bible and then over and again he says you're saved by the renewing of that experience so that what it does is like taking a bath or a shower and so it empowers you so right now as we bow our heads and 
I hope you'll pray a little bit right now over whatever part of the lesson affected you. And then the musicians are going to come and we're going to play a little music after you have prayed. And I, I encourage you to pour your heart out for your kids, for your wife, for your husband, for your family. We are going to see a huge miracle demonstration as we move toward this element of such glory that God has already promised. Father, not my will, but thine be done. I'm ready to crucify the flesh and its lust so that I can live in the supremacy of your spirit, the supremacy of your word, and the supremacy of all of your promises. I know I can't get them all together at one time. So I understand your word grow in grace and in knowledge. Being changed into the complete image of the Messiah. Now what I'd like for us to do is all over the building to stand. And if you feel to do it, lift your hands. And a surrender. The lifting of the hands is a sense of victory or a sense of surrender. That's what those two represent. I want my life surrendered to you. I want my life to praise you. And again, this altar's open right now. You have travailers, men and women in this building that care. They're willing to take whatever time necessary. You're important. This is a good day to be filled with the Holy Ghost. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. It's not foreign to God. This altar's open. If some of you want to come down here and travail for about three or four minutes. When Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. I'd like to pray over our city that the angels hover over every pastor, every church group. We are not doing what we want to do for ourselves. We are doing what God said. Go you into all the world. Pray ye one for another. Oh God. Make Lamar County, Paris, Texas. And if any of the rest of you feel to come down and pray for our city and for every preacher, we are going to be a place to raise up the glory the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night.
early this morning. Paul made the statement, I beat my body under subjection. And so the Lord had spoke to me about it and said, that is the tempering process for bringing yourself into divine cemetery with every victory in that Old Testament and New Testament. When God spoke that to my heart this morning early, I, I could hardly even, it was just overwhelming. I beat my body under subjection. In other words, it don't have a vote on how I live, how I talk, how I worship, how I, I walk with my neighbor. I beat my body under subjection. You're my brother. You're my sister. And we suffer with them that suffer. We don't feel sorry for them. We suffer with them that suffer. Suffering takes us to Calvary. God, turn your spirit of healing loose on our brethren. And then this lady that has stood beside him, and she manifests a victory. We know that it hurts. We're not going to let you walk along, but we're not going to feel sorry for you. That's the worst thing in the world to do is for so much hurting. I feel so sorry for you. you. I'm down about it myself. I tell you, I, I wish I could lift you up, but I feel so sorry for you. No. Count it all joy when you suffer for his name. Count it all joy. Well, I mean, they'll think I'm an idiot. That's the carnal way of thinking. Eldon set me to preaching again. Let's get out of here. But we're going to pray for y'all. I love you. We're here to the count.